listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Waldemeyer, and I'm glad you're joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about dogs and their unique characteristics. Have you ever thought about designing a dog? I'm not talking about designing a dog in a mad scientist way or with selective breeding. I'm talking about sitting down and creating an actual blueprint for a dog. As an interior designer that's been around the dog park for a while, I remember the days of actually sitting down at the drawing board to create construction drawings and floor plans. When you finished your plans, they were taken to a blueprint machine to make copies. This was way before CAD jockeys and computer-aided design. Well, my special guest today on Decorating Tales is Robert Redding. He's the founder and designer of the Animal Blueprint Company. That's right, Animal Blueprints. When I first discovered Robert's blueprints, I fell in love with them. They combine all of my passions, dogs, designs, architecture, and art. The animal blueprints are a whimsical way to add canine style to your home or office. Robert will be joining us to tell us about his dog blueprints, his design process, and to let you know how you can have custom blueprints made featuring your favorite four-legged design animal. So grab your dog and get comfortable because we'll be right back with Robert Redding from the Animal Blueprint Company. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10. L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
Welcome back to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound on Pet Life Radio. I'm Cynthia Waldemeyer, and joining me now from his studio in California is designer and founder of the Animal Blueprint Company, Robert Redding. Hi, Robert. Welcome to Decorating Tales. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Before we get started, Robert, tell us about your design background. It is so interesting. You know, I graduated uh, with a fine arts degree in painting and and drawing, was working at Nordstrom and became very involved with their uh, product development program there. Traveled overseas a couple of times and started designing for them. Quicksilver. It's like pretty close to the coast. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Because Quicksilver, um, for those that aren't familiar with it, is is a, a very hot surfing line. And you, the way that you say it, you make it sound like you played a, a small role, but you were actually vice president. So that's pretty awesome. So you've been around the design block, shall we say. So how did you become interested in dogs? Well, you know, I've always been a dog lover. And, uh, you know, I have a what I call my American mutt, Maddie. She's uh, kind of um, American Eskimo, Lab, uh, Australian Shepherd, and who knows what. Um, oh. But she's, she's always like hanging out with me. And uh, well, my wife and I had purchased a home in San Juan Capistrano a few years ago, and, and uh, we were redoing the, the house. And, uh, you know, you get involved with the plants and everything like that. And I was talking uh, to my friend who was, uh, you know, um, you know, involved with the architectural end of it, you know, kind of just, I was sort of designing the house and, and he was, he was getting it through the city codes and all that stuff for me. And, and, uh, the idea kind of sprung up at that time with, uh, with, you know, the, the design process of the house of like, huh, what, you know, what if, what if I did a drawing of, of my dog like this? And, uh, and it just sort of took off from there. Oh, that's great. So that's how you started. And, and your dad was involved with blueprints back in the day as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he you know, he was actually the medical supply field. And, and so he'd go into doctors and dentist's office and they'd order all this equipment. And then he would have to, uh, you know, design the office and show them how everything was installed. So uh, I still have his, uh, his old drawing table. It's, uh, it's kind of a sentimental thing and, and uh, still sketch on it. And uh, he, uh, you know, he would, you know, do all these blueprints, and uh, and you know, I remember, uh, you know, him sitting there with the, the old tools, you know, the compass and the pencils and and all the French curves and everything like that, right. you know, laying everything out. So it's uh, it's changed a lot since then, that's for sure. It sure has. As a matter of fact, I actually went back to school in the year, I think it was 97, because the design industry had changed so much. And I'm one of those people that has to know how everything works. And computer-aided design, CAD, of course, was so big, I wanted to go back to school so I understood it all. So it's it's very quick to design with CAD, although sometimes I can tell kitchen designs or smaller home designs, whatever, sometimes I can tell if they're CAD designed because it's so easy to cut and paste or, or not think the same way you do when there's a pencil in your hand. So that's one of the reasons I appreciate your animal blueprints so much. And all the details count in design. And you have so much attention to detail on these blueprints. It just totally cracks me up. Every detail you'd see on a vintage blueprint for the, the construction of a home, you actually have on these blueprints for dogs. So first, tell us about the size of the blueprint to give our listeners a picture. You know, the actual size of the blueprints, 13 by 19. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I mat it and frame it. So the overall uh, dimensions are a little larger than that. Um, and, you, you know, the whole, like the whole, like you're talking about all the details and everything um, kind of originated because of the, um, a, an old blueprint that I received from a friend. It's a house that was, you know, designed in the, uh, probably we're guessing the, the early 50s, 
Um, and it's the, you know, the old ground, because I even remember when my dad was doing blueprints, it had switched to the white ground with the blue lines. Right. And this, this print, you know, is the old blue ground with the white lines, which I, I loved, uh, you know, the whole texture of it and everything. And so, you know, I looked at how that was laid out during that era. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, mid-century design anyway. So, uh, you know, I took the ideas from there and how they kind of structured the format and, and converted that into, uh, into the, you know, the blueprint format that I use for the animals, you know. Exactly. Well, it's not only a beautiful blue in the mid-century or earlier blueprints with the blue as the ground, but the focal point of the drawing that you do for the animal blueprints, the dog is drawn the focal point, the biggest part of the drawing is the dog, and it's in a side view, or as we refer it in the design lingo, we call it a side elevation. And you even have dog dimensions. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, that was kind of keeping with that format, you know. You know, you look at all the all the details with the arrows and the little extra dimensions, and the and uh, so so we kept, you know, wanted to keep all that, you know, there, and then you know, and then. You know, the general construction notes that they would put in the uh, blueprint is where I, I put those on the side of all the, uh, you know, the breed characteristics and the height and weight and, you know, everything like that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the dog's temperament, the origin of the breed and everything, which, is, which has been really fun because being a dog lover, I had no idea, one, how many unique breeds there were and, and the origins and the stories behind the breeds sometimes are, are amazing, you know, how, you know, they've, how the dog is, is basically from all over the world, you know, and you've got small terriers that were, were bred to, you know, root out rodents in England and then you have like, you know, the dogs that were bred to be, you know, uh, pets of the Dalai Lama, and, you know, in Tibet. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing when you start seeing all these stories. It is fascinating. I have one of those little rodent terriers right at my feet right now. I have a, a rescue <laughs> Scotty dog. Yeah, they're hilarious. Um, yeah. Well, that's so funny because the construction notes, I think that's one of the fascinating features. There are so many different breeds, but you actually have in the construction notes where normally you would be talking about something on, on a house that had to give further instruction to the people that were actually constructing the house. You give not only their history, their origin, you talk about about their size, a weight range, a coat. So they're really fascinating. You really appreciate them from afar, but the more that you look at each one, there are more. there's more information. Now, there's also a detailed drawing. You have the side elevation of the dog, if you will. You have a side view of the dog. And then there's a detailed drawing of the dog's head that's more, not front on, maybe in a, a three-quarter. So tell us about that feature. Yeah, you know, it was it was mainly just to capture the the character of the breed. I, I you know, sort of uh, added that in, and also in some, you know, like the old blueprint I had. You know, there were there were details in large showing, you know, different parts of the house and everything that were were done larger and and you know, positioned on the side. So I kind of took that that idea, you know, because I, I the one thing that's a little more obviously free flowing in in what I do is is obviously the drawings of the dogs because you know there's no way you can do do those with a ruler and, and a compass and everything. I mean, it's an organic form. So they take quite a bit of time for me to do, and I try to make sure that, you know, I really capture the the character of each breed. And, and I felt like, you know, the uh, 
drawing of the head on the side, you know, definitely enhances that. So that, that was it really does. Yeah. So you actually draw every I wasn't sure if you did yourself or if you had people that worked for you that did. So you actually draw all of them, which is amazing. And I do think you really capture the character of the dog and personality in the face. So it's kind of nice seeing that to the side and people will appreciate that. The other details, which are just hilarious to me, which is obvious that you've looked at tons of plants and have been through the building process is that you have an architectural seal, which is I Am Paul, that is clearly a tongue-in-cheek nod to I Am Pei, the world-renowned architect that designed the John F. Kennedy Library. I thought that was hilarious. And, of course, I love your construction notes. How did you come up with all of that? Tell us about the design process when you first thought of this. Did it evolve into what it is today? You know, um, I I don't know. It it really came together pretty quick. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm a, like I say, you know, my background's in fine arts. I'm a big, uh, architectural and photography and painting, you know, freak. And, you know, the, in fact, I'm, I'm putting up, my wife's like, yeah, I've got so many books stacked around the house. She's finally like, you got to put up more shelves. You know, I'm tired of walking around these stacks of books in our, in our living room and our bedroom and everything. So, uh, you know, everybody from like Rem Cool House and the different, you know, iconic architects of our time. And, uh, you know, it just was a, just a natural with the, the I am Pauls and the I am Pay. You know, it just, I thought it was fun. And I thought people that were into that design world would, you know, obviously, you know, catch it and get it and think it's a, it's a great little pun on everything. Because it is. Yeah. Well, you know, like one thing I want to come out of the, the blueprints is, you know, is they are, you know, they're fun. You know, I mean, I, I'd like to think they're super tasteful in the way that they're, they're rendered. And, and I agree with you, that blue color of the, uh, the old blueprints is just beautiful to look at. But, you know, it's a fun thing. And, and, you know, Fleet Stark's one of my favorite, you know, designers. And I think that's the thing about him. He's just got that great little sense of humor in what he does, which, which <laughs> I, I felt like, you know, I want to put into these, too. Well, you obviously were successful in that. Now, now tell us about the animals that are available. How many dog breeds do you have right now? Right now, um, by the end of today, I'll add one more. So I, I think I'm at 86. Oh, my goodness. I, and I know the AKC, I, uh, I, if I remember right, it's around 150 to 160 total breeds. So I'm inching my way up there. Um, I've actually just added six cat breeds because of requests uh, you know, uh, from people to, to do cats. So uh, I did a, I did a few cats, and, and I've got a couple people now that are contacting me for horses, and and so I, I probably will be adding horses by the end of the year. You know, but um, but the dog is like my favorite of of everything. You know, so it, I, I I've kind of now like got this little personal mission to get you know every breed done from the AKC you know list. You know, eventually uh, I'm hoping it probably will take me another year, but you know, hopefully I'll get there. You know, that's fun, and they're always they add more as well. So that's right, yeah. you'll never be finished. Plus, there are people that they do all these other breeding and, and they're not AKC breeds yet. So I'm sure you'll be called about golden doodles or some such breed that people have created. So what are your best selling? Is there a best selling dog blueprint? You know, right now, it's uh, definitely the, the Golden Retriever, which I found out, obviously, is the number one breed in the country. But it, it definitely is the, the breed that uh, that I sell, sell the most of. And, and uh, you know, but uh, I mean, I have, there's a couple of dozen that are very, very popular. You know, I mean, Dachshunds are popular and French Bulldogs and Pugs. Or the Wheaton Terriers become really popular in the last couple months here. I've gotten several orders for Wheatons all of a sudden. So, you know, it really varies. It's interesting. And, and uh 
you know, I, I just received out of last month three requests for bloodhounds. So, you know, I just finished a bloodhound a couple of weeks ago. So you never, I, I never really know what, what's going to be the next one. And, and I sort of just work in the order as I get the request, you know, and add those as fast as I can. Oh, that's great. And it's kind of funny with the way being an ex involved with merchandising myself, as well as you were, that not necessarily the best sellers don't necessarily agree with whatever the top population of the breed are, that they come out with a list every year. Crazy dog people tend to run in packs just like the dogs. And you mentioned several breeds like pugs, French bulldog, Scotty people are crazy. I'm one of them. Uh-huh. Um, there are certain breeds, they just love anything with a likeness of their dog on it. But I'm not surprised that the Golden Retriever, which is such a lovable dog, is right up there. Yeah, um, it, definitely the clear-cut winner right now. But like you say, you never know what's going to happen, you know. Exactly. The other dog, you mentioned your own dog, which is a Heinz 57 mixed breed mutt. You actually offer, you call American mutts and have several different versions, which I thought was just fabulous because so often those dogs are get left out. Yeah, it's something that I've just started to try kind of the, the urging of... Uh, a couple, uh, a couple friends and, and uh, someone that helps me with the business. And, uh, you know, so what I've tried to do is uh, take characteristics, uh, you know, and I've been like looking at all different, you know, the different mutts cruising around and kind of take characteristics of, of each breed that I kind of think maybe would mix in. And, and I'm hoping to have about 20 of those, you know, I'm kind of going to end up splitting them between short hair and long hair. And, uh, you know, like I say, my dog is, you know, definitely, we're not sure what she is. So like, I kind of make that note in the American Mutt that, you know, the father could be a, a, a bit of a tramp and, and the mom's a, a total lady and, and, you know, they could be a or little vice versa. Breed, a little breed, you know? <laughs> but, That's uh, great. That's yeah. great. Well, we're going to continue talking with Robert Redding right after this message. Robert will discuss how you can have a custom blueprint made featuring your favorite four-legged friend. Decorating Tales will be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to 1-800-PetMeds.com forward slash Decorating Tales, Decorating Tales, T-A-I-L-S, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, which you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash decorating and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash decorating. D-E-C-O-R-A-T-I-N-G. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. 
For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound. My guest today is Robert Redding, the founder and designer from the Animal Blueprint Company. And we've been discussing his terrific dog designs. Robert, one reason I really like your designs is that they fit so many different styles. The design of the blueprints is so clean, but it's got that retro twist that the blueprints are a great addition to any style of decor. I've seen them in more contemporary interiors, and they work just as well in a vintage country vibe. Have you had any interesting customers or installations that you're aware of? You know, I I know um, a couple of interesting things. Uh, There's a bank in Texas that ended up buying a a dozen of them and and covered a a whole wall, you know, to... uh, on the inside of the bank, which I, I thought was, you know, obviously a big compliment and uh, and, and pretty interesting. And uh, I think the interesting to me is when I look at the orders, like you're talking about the diversity. I mean, it's, it shows the diversity of, of and just the general love of, of the dog, but but maybe also just that that universal appeal. Of the blueprint is, you know, I've sold them to uh, to people that live on Park Avenue and uh, what I know. I know Park Avenue in New York well enough to know that these are very expensive homes, and then I've sold them to people that are in small little towns in Wyoming or Missouri or Kansas that I, I've never even heard of the town. So I get a kick out of that. That you know, I see, you know, last week one went to Beverly Hills and and one went to Laramie, Wyoming. So you know, it's like uh, it's fun to see the uh, the diversity, and it makes me feel good. You know. It is. Dogs are a wonderful unifier, and it's amazing. Um, I had uh, stores, which I sold when I retired, and here I am, was bored in like three weeks, but I had stores, and, and it was amazing. When I saw people shopping in the stores, I would see like a university student tattooed from head to toe, pierced from head to toe with their dog talking to a what I call lady that lunch in a Chanel suit with her dog. And it was like you would never think they could stand there and talk to each other for 30 minutes laughing and having a great time. It's just something that unifies everyone and everyone shares those stories. And I, I think that's fabulous. And that probably is true of your designs as well. Now, in the commercial bank in Texas, that just is such a crack up to me um, because I don't relate the dogs to a bank, but I guess if if you're nervous in a bank, that would make you feel better if you like dogs. Um, yeah, yeah, but possibly, you know. That is definitely one way that interior designers uh, make a big impact with frame prints is by grouping together a lot of them, like nine, or you said they did about a dozen. Um, yeah. 
if it's nine, say three rows of three, and you hang them very close together, all of the prints, of course, are the same size and have the same frame on them. And you can hang that on a feature wall, which sounds like what they did, or above a sofa on a wall. And I'm sure listeners have seen that in decorating magazines. And I think the animal blueprints would be perfect for that. And obviously, the uh, designer of the bank thought so as well. You'd see that beautiful blue with random pattern of lines. And when you when you came in for a closer look, you'd see a kennel full of dogs and have to read all those fun things that you put on there. They'd also, to me, it seems logical that they would go in a vet's office or dog resort as well as a home. Do you have any other tips for using the blueprints for hanging them or using them in a home? You know, I, I think, you know, for me, like what, where I have mine is, is in, you know, in my studio area. And I, I kind of see them, you know, fitting into that really kind of comfy room in the house, you know, um, like, you know, where, you know, you kind of spend your time and, and hanging out um, just because, of, I don't know, just probably because of the subject, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, can be obviously put in a very formal setting, but I think it's, you know, one of those pictures that I'd like to think, you know, you could kind of put it in your, you could have a few family pictures around and you could have that, that there also, you know, because of the, the feeling of it. And I, and I have noticed that, you know, several people do order, and I'm sure they're, you know, because they have a couple different breeds, you know, they'll, they'll order two or three prints from me, you know, and, and probably group them together, you know, uh, like you were, you know, you were discussing earlier. Exactly. Well, they also are at such a good price point, they're a good gift. But the other reason that I like the blueprints, in addition to the beautiful blue, is that there are a lot of dog breed items out there. And to say this in the nicest way I know how, a lot of them don't have the high taste level, (laughs) the highest taste (laughs) level, I should say. They are more souvenir-y looking or low end. That this is really elegant and simple. And like I said, depending on the way that you frame it. It's so much fun and um, it, that it would work with so many different decors. So I really think that's one of the reasons I like it. Now, you also offer custom blueprints, animal blueprints. So explain that process to our listeners. Sure. Yeah. They, they usually take me a little while to get done, you know, about, you know, three three weeks or so. But, you know, I had I had a couple people right after I started it. I mean, I what I really did was just, uh, I, I sort of did a dozen of these drawings and, and then posted a little website and, and was uh, kind of caught by surprise because it, it actually got put on NBCNewYork.com's Want This list and uh, suddenly, you know, everything started taking off and I, so I started adding the breeds and I had a couple people in the initial uh, few weeks say, you know, they wanted their dog done. And so what I, I do is, um, you know, I, I request a, a photograph two photographs, hopefully, you know, one as much as a profile as I can get, and then the other one of, uh, you know, a headshot, is, you know, which showing as much detail. And uh, you can send those to me, you know, in a, in a PDF form, and, and then I'll work off of those and do the sketches and everything, and then from there I'll, I'll send the sketches back to you, just, to, you know, sort of a, a proof, you know, step to make sure that you like what I'm doing. And, and uh, once the, the drawings then are approved, you know, I'll drop those in. And then what I do with the breed details is, you know, I can keep those if it is a purebred or I can modify those. And I've got a little questionnaire that, you know, I give you and, and you can fill out your favorite story about your dog or different, you know, things that they may do. And I'll add that into the blueprint. And then I usually, um, at the bottom, everybody usually wants me to put the dog's name where I usually list the breed. And so, uh, so I'll put the breed or the, the mixes that it is in the in the side details, but at the bottom it'll it'll read the dog's name as opposed to you know Irish Setter or 
or Gordon Setter, or, you know, whatever, you know, it, it's usually at the bottom there. No, that is so awesome. I love the fact that you personalize those notes as well as the picture. So you can put some funny things about your dogs in there, which is just such a terrific way because even though, you know, there might be a million of the same kind of breed out there, every one of them has a different personality and uh, their own little quirks. And, it, and it's kind of fun to have those in there to remember the dog by. That's really terrific. So tell us uh, what the future holds. Are there any new exciting things coming up with the blueprints or any other products that you might be coming up with with these designs? You know, um, right now, I, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm focusing on finishing the breed list, but, um, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy it so much. I, I'm thinking down the line, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, definitely, you know, adding the horses. I've got the cats going and, uh, and perhaps, you know, next, next year, because I don't think I'll, I'll get to it this year, um, doing a whole aquatic series of different fish and uh, marine life and everything, just because the blue ground fits the you know the, those so well, and I've always loved pictures of coral and and fish and everything. So uh, so that'll be coming down the line also. Right, well, you're going to be just anchored to that drawing board of yours. I <laughs> have. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> it's the truth. It's like I, I tell you. I think you know. Sometimes I think it's the eyes that are going more than anything. You know, you stare at something that's just a few inches from your face for several hours, and then you stand up and walk away, and you got to got to refocus. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that sounds like you have a really terrific business going there. And um, I'm really excited about it. I know that dog lovers, if they have not seen these before, they would just really love them, whether they have an interest in design or not, because they're such a special piece of artwork to have in your home. So it's been really great to learn more about the animal blueprints. But we're just about out of time. So tell us where listeners can find the animal blueprints on the web. Yeah, if you just go to animalblueprintcompany.com and, uh, you know, you can search it on Google. It'll come up and, uh, you know, and, and you can contact me through there. There's uh, Once you get onto uh, animalblueprintcompany.com, there's like an info page. Um, there's also like the complete breed list. So you can, um, you know, select your, the breed you want to see and, and, you know, magnify it and check it all out. And, and then there's the section for the, the customs also, you know, that if you are interested in doing a custom portrait, you know, you can contact me through that. We can get the whole process started. Well, that is terrific. I think it's just a wonderful piece of artwork and so personal. I really appreciate, Robert, you joining us today on Decorating Tales. It's been fun. It was great talking with you. Well, thank you so much. It, it's exciting when someone like yourself responds to it because uh, you definitely have the taste level that uh, I was hoping, uh, you know, people would enjoy it, you know, so I, I really appreciate that. Oh, they're a lot of fun. If you want more information on pet-friendly decorating, please visit interiordesignhound.com. You'll find loads of pet-friendly pictures, information and links on my favorite subject, good design with a canine twist. Don't forget to drop me a line at Cynthia at PetLifeRadio.com if you have any comments, ideas, or questions about design. And thanks to all of you for listening and for sharing a part of your day with Decorating Tales on Pet Life Radio. Later, I've got to let the dog out. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.